welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is my favorite comedian to have ever told jokes in the history of the world. Definitely my favorite podcast host. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm obviously talking about myself. Also joining me, he's my co-host on this podcast, and he's also the only guest on the podcast this week. You know who he is. He's got a bunch of podcasts of his own, and then he's on this podcast, and then he also doesn't even like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, Jeff Stop It. I'm sorry? You were doing, here's what you were doing this time. What? You were doing the mocking thing, but you were hiding your mouth behind your stupid, puffy microphone thing. I know. <laughs> as if Ain't nobody going to break blowing. my stride. Ain't nobody going to hold me what? down. What's that's ha- puffy. I was doing a puffy. Oh, yeah, that's that my is. Puffy, it's my puffy microphone. That song is most commonly associated Come with, with me. Puff Daddy. Yeah, you're being a mocking asshole. Jeff, how's that's it not going? True. Jeff's Jeff's back. Jeff was here last week also, right? I was doing local news roundup. That's right. <laughs> been a lot of just me and Jeff episodes lately, which means I, this We're better pod- off for it. Which means this podcast and last week's episode probably have the same intro what am i made of words to say about me and jeff no i gotta be honest nobody's gonna notice that no one you didn't bring if you didn't bring that up now people are gonna go back and check yeah they're gonna go back and check and they're gonna see that there are the same several episodes recently that have the same intro whenever you should just you should record up an intro plug-in for every person and just every time they come in you just add that that would actually be a very good idea it would save me a lot of work and referencing effort. like guests from like 2016 and yeah. shit <laughs> things people did way back then yeah the man behind fastball at chats yeah. let's see if that happens ladies and gentlemen chet <laughs> wild writer for conan Lori kilmartin <laughs> so we were supposed to have another guest this week connor mcspadden was going to be here but connor couldn't yeah. make it so now it's just me and Jeff. Yeah, he slipped into a coma. It's yeah. weird that we're actually even recording this right now. We should be checking on him. Yeah, more like Coma McSpadden. Oh. You get it? Because his name's Connor. No, I recognize. And then Coma and Connor kind of have like similar. They start with similar letters. They start with letters. the C-O, yeah. Yeah, and then the M and the N are both very, like those are like sister letters. Huge, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they might as well be the same letter. Yeah, they're the twin gotta, cities of letters. We got to streamline the alphabet and put M and N as the same letter. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. they're interchangeable. Come on, everybody, let's go. <laughs> see, like nobody even noticed. So we did a local news roundup episode last week. It was nice. It was very nice. It was nice. This week, we're doing something a little more rare, something we don't do quite as often. We are bathing today. Well, speak for yourself. I don't remember agreeing to that, but... 
Oh. We are doing an international news roundup. Next week, intergalactic news roundup. In, yeah, space news. Here's the thing. We could very easily do yeah. a space news roundup. We should do a space news. Intergalactic planetary <laughs> plan. I'm just going to do 1998 songs the whole time. Yeah. I mean, we've already referenced Fastball at Chats. My we've puffy set, mic. We've set, yeah. We've set the tone for uh. 90s references. So, yeah, we're talking about international news today. Jeff, you ever been to international? I used to go to Canada all the time mm. uh, from the ages of 18 to 21 uh, because that is where you could drink. And all my friends wanted to get drunk and go to nasty strip clubs in Montreal. That does sound like fun. I mean, I was, I, my friends bought me, they, they would uh, pay for my room and I was essentially the interpreter and the security for Oh, that's right. Cause you speak French, like one of them, one of them Frenches. Like a, a Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> and that was also when I was like boxing. So I was, it was a, I was a good person to have on one of those trips. That makes sense. Yeah. But that's I'm, as international as I've been. I've been to Puerto Rico. Turns out that's America. Who knew? Yeah, I've never been to Puerto Rico, but you're correct that that's that's just still us. I have been to Canada, but that's also as far as I've been. I had smuggling family. Well, yeah, I smuggle people across the border to Canada all the time. Asylum seekers fleeing the United States. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Handmaid's Tale kind of thing. Yeah, I've been to Canada. I had family who lived there for a while when I was a kid, and we went and visited them. They were rich. My cousin shit in the bathtub. And they just bought a new bathtub. That's they did, how rich yeah. they were. Just tossed it out. Still had the water and the shit in it and just tossed it out on the on the street. I You never throw out the shit with the bathwater. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that a million. Classic idiom. I also drove to Canada for an oasis concert uh, oh and I've been one to, could say an entertainment oasis in canada and i've been to montreal i worked for playboy for about a year and a half uh running a website called the smoking jacket and jeff let me tell you i did a great job running that fucking website but they sold all of their digital property off to this porn conglomerate called Manwin, which is actually the biggest internet porn company in the world, or at least it was at the time. They owned something like one in every three porn sites. And as soon as I talked to them, I knew I didn't want to work for them. So I got on the phone and basically had a job at Cracked lined up. But these fuck sticks at Manwin were like, hey, you want to come out to the headquarters in Montreal and meet everybody? I was like, do I want to go to the headquarters of a porn company and hang out in Montreal for a weekend? I sure do. And man, it was surreal. How was that? Was that cool? It was cool, but it was also the kind of like, it's still just a workplace. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, it turns out they have to make stuff and get it done. So like... (laughs) At one point, a thing that actually happened is I walk in this one section of the office and there are a bunch of kids' school drawings and artwork all plastered on this one pole in the middle of the aisle. And then right to the left of that, just people editing titties and coochies, man. Just hardcore porn video editing and then all of their kids' prized artwork right at the end of the aisle. Hell yeah. It was, That's some cosmopolitan shit right there. It's pretty good. I loved I loved Montreal. I loved going to Montreal. Uh I I I enjoyed it was obviously like it's made as a tourist trap for Americans from the Northeast. 
Like it's very obviously that. Like yeah. But I really did love going there and and uh, gambling was always fun there. Le Casino de Montréal. I liked it too. And we have always talked about doing some shows in Europe. And I still would yeah. like to do that at some point. Maria Shahada still lives in England. She is a host on the network. In it. She, in it. She's, she just put out an album in it. Oh, mate. Everyone oh. in the background laughs in British. Yeah. Jolly good. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bruv. 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 That's bruv. a good joke, in it? That's a good joke, bruv. So, Wait. obviously, we're talking about international news. So, obviously, we're experts on it. We have the credentials for it. We've both been to Canada. We I have kn- a degree in, in, in world. We know s- several people who live in From countries world. that aren't United States of America countries. Some of you listening might even be from world. There might be people from other worlds, or no, just same world, other countries or continents, things. Yeah. Uh, We try not to get them, but they they just keep coming in. Yeah, I set the filters on the podcast. This podcast is by Americans for Americans. (laughs) They just don't take. (laughs) Filters just don't take. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some good news right up front. News that should make people feel a little more at ease. It should make us feel like things are getting back to normal. Because COVID, Jeff, let me tell you, it's been a bitch. COVID's been a bitch. COVID? COVID COVID-19. My least Mm. favorite of the COVIDs so far. Mine's Rocky Five. Oh, that one's bad too. But COVID-19 has sucked. And one of the things it shut down, among so many other things, the Illuminati wasn't it's able w- to work in the office for a couple years. That's weird, seeing as how they created it. Right. You would think they would have planned around Some that. Or maybe that yeah. was the whole like that was the whole culmination of it was, all right, we've launched COVID now, two-year vacation. Yeah, they want a long weekend, yeah. Yeah. Everyone come back here in 2022. And this is... Uh, the Build-A-Bear workshop, right? Uh, I think that's correct. For No, Bilderberg, close. But Build-A-Bear is also an offshoot of the Illuminati. Yeah, the Build-A-Bear workshop is a totally different form of the Illuminati. It's right. the stuffed Illuminati. But it still engages in, you know, you know child yeah, sex in, trafficking. Intrigue and, and trafficking, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, the Illuminati, as identified... In the 1991 book, Behold a Pale Horse, which is the subject of this week's Conspiracy the Show podcast, by the way, foundational conspiracy theory book. That is the book that identified the actual head of the Illuminati as the Bilderberg Charles Barkley. Oh. Close. The Bilderberg Group, which to hear that book tell it, there were all of these secret societies that were like jockeying for position to try and rule the world. And they were all like, it's never going to happen. Like we're, we need to form an alliance and then we can make this work. And that alliance was the Bilderberg Group. And now they meet every year and basically decide how things are going to go in the world for the rest of us. Thanks, guys. You saved me a lot of trouble. Yeah, I've said it before. My ideal dystopian future is that one where a big central computer just makes all your decisions for you. Talk about a stress-free existence, man. Come Mm. on. You know, in the notes, you mention organ blasters. Sure. And I would just like to uh, let you know that uh, I went to college in Maine. 
mm-hmm. and visited, I believe it was Wilhelm Reich, his home in Rangeley, Maine, oh, and wow. like learned all about Orgon energy while I was there. I have an Orgon blaster. Oh, look at that. It's just you a little baby an Orgon one. Blaster. Just a little baby one, but you know, it keeps the demons and federal agents away, which is one of yeah. the things I love about this thing. It, it like it it's a real multi-purpose tool. People should look into them if you've never heard of it before. It's I have photos. I'll look through and find them. I think I have them with me here of me standing in front of like a giant like almost cartoon-looking Orgon energy gun. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah, the Bilderberg group, they meet once a year. Here's the thing. I know we tend to roll our eyes when we hear conspiracy theories like this, but the Bilderberg group probably isn't cool. Like, they really are a group of just the most evil possible entities on the planet getting together and deciding, well, how are we going to dictate and influence world events for the next year? Yeah. It's everything people say the Illuminati is, except... They're not operating in secret. Like, they are. They just but, aren't. Yeah, the doors are closed, but we know who's in the room. Right. And Because, yeah, it's like it's like NATO is, like, the people that are in charge of NATO, right? The people that are in charge of NATO, the CIA, there's tech billionaires. It's Ooh, a, Which ones? That's important. That is important to ask that question of which ones. Yeah. it's You know it's not Elon Musk, because he absolutely would be tweeting about it right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's a partnership between American and British intelligence, the Bilderberg Group is. And I, one of the articles we'll link to in the show notes is a Guardian article about this Bilderberg Group meeting. And the thing about this meeting is, for one thing, they mentioned in this article that the reason it doesn't get that much coverage isn't because... It should just be assumed that it's an innocuous thing. It's because people have been trying to get close enough to cover this event for years and years and years and years and years, and and they just can't. Because, again, it is a partnership between American and British intelligence. It's not like the Super Bowl experience. Yeah. <laughs> where you get to like go and like see what it's like to be a part of the Bilderberg group, you know? That would be cool though. The oh, Bilderberg that, weekend? Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah, there's a really great episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura where he tries to infiltrate the Bilderberg group. <laughs> and a little mustache. And then people are like like he's surprised when his car starts getting tailed. It's like yeah. Of course, you're getting tailed. Why won't you let me in the Bilderberg group? That is the premise of every episode of Jesse Ventura's Conspiracy Theory Show. I've been a part of many false flag operations. I was a governor. I was the governor of Minnesota. If that doesn't get me into the group, then no state government would. (laughs) Correct, Jesse, correct. Minnesota is one of the most progressive spots available. (laughs) Plus, I got these massive pythons. (laughs) He does have massive pythons still to this day. Yeah, of course. He's not going to let it go. He's fucking Jesse Ventura. He's the body. Of course. But now I'm Jesse the mind Ventura. (laughs) Remember that? Remember what he won? That's Uh what he said. I do. I do. No longer am I Jesse the body. So... This is a quote from that Guardian article about the Bilderberg group. The conference troubles some ethicists 
with politicians thrashing out in energy security and sustainability talk with the CEOs of oil giants BP Shell and Total. There's also post-pandemic health with the CEOs of Pfizer and GlaxoSmithKline who are locked away for days with Wall Street investors and no press scrutiny. Boy, was I thinking when I read Total, I was like, the... The cereal? The, the cornflakes, guys? Because we got to get them out of there. The... Big, big wheat is really coming for us. The mid-90s Bad Boy Records group? Oh, wow. Total? It's another reference there. You should want some other voices in this room, I think, if nothing else. Like, it is weird that the CEOs of oil companies are getting together with politicians to talk about how... To, Literally anything? Guide yes. global warming strategy for the next year. And yeah, this year's conference, it's being held at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in the Empress Lounge. Ever been? The Mandarin Oriental? Are we, is that, is that, is that good? Is that a, is that a kosher phrase? It seems. Yes, I've been. I stay there every, every, every year. Yeah, that, that phrase, I, I thought once it fell out of favor with the ramen noodles that that was going to be the domino that That's topples them. it everywhere else because those are just called soy sauce flavor now and it's like you could have been calling them soy sauce flavor this whole time and cleared up a lot of confusion for a young child me who yeah. questioned exactly what is oriental flavor anyway but it's a yeah rug it tastes like a rug yeah, apparently this hotel still gets to keep it. And yeah, the rugs, obviously. Cause... Like, like there's so many old ways of saying racist Chinese. The Mandarin Oriental Hotel. Although I guess if it's a hotel, it would be Oriental, right? As opposed to Asian, right? Uh... Isn't that what they say? Asian is people and Oriental is like location-based or something? As an ignorant American, I've never really dug into the details. I just stop saying what people tell me to stop yeah. saying. Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like, is the Orient a thing that the white people came up with? Because we can just get rid of that phrasing in general and then yeah, remove yeah. Oriental. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't argue usually. You say stop. No, saying you just Oriental. You, it's like yeah, you say right. Oriental. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't argue because you just say no. This is what it is, <laughs> and then you do that thing where you. I don't argue. I fight. <laughs> I don't argue, I win. <laughs> so, yeah, the Illuminati's back in business. That should make Good everyone them. feel like things are getting back to normal. I'm you know what? It's about, about it. it's about time. Agreed. Agreed. Lazy you know, bastards. Business as usual, as we like to say in the Illuminati business. Yeah. This world isn't going to run itself. Who's running? Like, who runs this specific? Because it's, it's a conference, right? So who's running it this year? The head of the CIA, William oh, Burns. Shit. So, oh shit! Yeah, other than that, it seems you know completely normal. You know who should have run it? Pitbull, Jesse Ventura, no. <laughs> or Ken Burns, or or Pitbull. Pitbull would die, right? I would be all for that. Yeah, he is Mister Worldwide, so that's perfect. Yeah, that makes him the perfect choice to head the Bilderberg Group, right? That would turn that image around. On, I mean, what you got? You want Bilderberg? you want Miami to back up? The Bilderberg Group. Yeah. Yeah. Once you got the Bilderberg Group doing like Bacardi commercials and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. People are going to be all sponsorships with Walmart, which that's probably real, actually. Yeah, that's probably there's I'm sure there's some tie between the Bilderberg oh. Group and Walmart. There is a Walton at that group. There, you cannot <laughs> tell me that a Walton is not in that group. For sure. For sure. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, speaking of the Illuminati, let's change course just a little bit, but we'll still talk about some Illuminati-esque things in that we will link to a video of a man and woman absolutely wrecking a dentist's office Hell in yeah. Brazil. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's every time we talk about Brazil, something going on there. Yeah, Brazil is in a state these days. Things are Things are wild in Brazil, including... This incident that happened at Dennis' office where a man and woman showed up and the woman demanded that the staff remove a chip that she claims was put in her teeth back when she had a procedure done in 2019. She claims this Dennis' office put a chip in her tooth and it allows people to listen to the conversations going on in her house. This is a quote. I had two wisdom teeth extracted, and without my authorization, they implanted a chip in my mouth and listened to my conversations. After the chip was implanted, everything that is said in the home, people find out on the street. But my husband saw that it was in the mouth, and the dentist doesn't want to take it out. Who is listening to this device that this people is, on the street are hearing? I don't understand. This is a weird story, because I'm like, is this somebody that is pardon the phrasing but just going crazy it seems that way for sure but yeah like kind of taking the coincidence i mean it seems like brazil just brazil has real like bible belt energy oh for sure like yeah. by if you put brazil in alabama other than the fact that all the people in alabama would not be happy that brown people were there correct um i mean lateral move yeah brazil i mean they 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 got bolsonaro in charge jair bolsonaro he is trump but in brazil basically like he was a bigger covid denier than trump he is a fundamentalist conservative basically and yeah brazil things things have gotten pretty wild in brazil in a lot of ways i don't know if this is common this seems like it might be i like how he threatened them with a photo of his gun <laughs> Yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't you bring the gun? I mean, I'm glad he I didn't mean, yeah, bring like, the gun. But, you know, I mean, they trashed this thing. It, it was interesting. He karate kicks a TV that's on the wall and it's it's up there a ways. Yeah. Like it looks silly when he does it, but also argue with those hops, man. He if that was your up. chin, if that was your chin, how would you feel about it? Yeah, wouldn't be quite so funny. That's your head dangling from its stand on the it wall would. now. It would be funny if it didn't happen to me. Yeah, I don't want it to happen to me. But beyond that, like if it happened to you, very funny. Yeah, the staff is like, uh, what? The staff is concerned. That's for sure. And yeah, they're really giving it to this desk. Like they're tearing shit. We haven't even mentioned they have a few kids with them when this happens too. So that part's cool. Teach them how to do it. Yeah, there's at least two kids, maybe three. You, just three. Because who's going to watch the kids? 
the the people that are listening in on your conversations obviously <laughs> that's true that's true you could leave them with one of your new friends yeah and what's crazy is they interview this couple in this article and they're like yeah man they why won't they take the chip out like they they are yeah because they said they it. x-rayed them and they were like there's no fucking chip dude yeah but that's just what but there's the- a chip deep state wants you to think it is interesting to me when because obviously we are important to ourselves but i wouldn't ever think that i was the kind of person that would require surveillance only because i don't i'm not interesting enough to surveil yeah i mean what do you do that think that makes you think the government is listening but also that's not how paranoia works yeah that's especially in cases like this these are people assuming the government's just kind of trying to surveil everybody. Also, we don't like, I don't know, maybe they got a bunch of shit going on in their life. Yeah, and- right. You guys got a picture of a gun? <laughs> just bring the gun. There's got to be guns. I've seen City of God. There's going to be a gun outside. Yeah, there's guns. Just poke your head out there. Hey, can I borrow your gun real quick? All right. Let's talk about international news of another sort in that it happened in a different country. China. Man, China is so good at shit like this. My God. Go. At the risk of compromising our lucrative Chinese sponsorships, we should mention that this month marks the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square crackdown. That's an incident that happened in China on June 4th, 1989, when the government basically set military and tanks on peaceful protesters. You've all seen the photo of the guy coming back from his grocery shopping. Yes. That gets stalled by these tanks and is like, you move. Tank man, they went on to call him. Depending on your Mandela effect memories, you might recall that tank man was eventually run over by those tanks. That did not happen. Tank man was not run over by those tanks. He He actually ran over the tanks. Well, he was dragged. It's actually pretty interesting. He was dragged off into the crowd and there is still some dissent as to whether the police dragged him away or concerned bystanders dragged him away. And there have been conflicting reports. Some say he was executed by the Chinese government a few months after that. Some say he fled to Taiwan and is still alive. Some say he still lives in mainland China and is still alive some say he's in the bilderberg group he probably i mean you survive something like that you probably can get in the bilderberg group but he's got clout he should have a blue check mark (laughs) (laughs) and the thing about this incident is a lot of people in china don't know about it because china is really really good at cracking down on access to information by way of the internet They have a thing called the Great Firewall of China. That is exactly what it sounds like. To keep out out the uh, Mongol hordes of um, hackers. (laughs) Correct. Well, hackers and people who would give the citizenry information about how brutally oppressive their government is also. They should be like, no, we live here. We get it. Yeah. Yeah, but people don't. That's no, the thing. I mean, look don't. at look at look at Alabama. I'm sorry for everyone that lives in Alabama that listens, and I've just used <laughs> you as a punching bag. It's just I don't know, man. F- fix your votes. I don't, I, there's nothing we can do about that. But like, yeah, that that whole idea of like, what did Trump ever do wrong? It's like, yeah. dude, like a, like a lot of stuff. No, Biden did that. Yeah, did Biden hasn't done anything 
Like, that's one of the problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as president now, Biden hasn't done anything. Correct. The things he's done in the past are also the problem. It's like, I love the people that are mad at Biden for gas prices. It's like, oh, man, boy, do you not know what happened there? Because you should hate him, but not for that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, China really cracks down on information about Tiananmen Square. And another example of how harshly they crack down on that information just happened. There is a Chinese blogger named Li Zhikai. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But he is also known as the Lipstick King, which I'm sure I nailed that pronunciation. So we will call him the Lipstick King from here on out. He is a Chinese social media figure, apparently a household name, there. And he is probably also getting the bottoms of his feet beaten with copper wire as we speak or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. He's getting he's getting beat with a sack of doorknobs. Yeah, because you see right on the eve of the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, he did a live stream where at one point he shows an ice cream cake and it was decorated to look like a tank. And apparently, the Chinese government took that as a reference to Tiananmen Square. Because it is? Because it very clearly is. And they immediately shut down his live stream, and he has since vanished. He's not posting on any of his socials, hasn't done any more live streams. He is just kind of missing for right now. Yeah, uh, and this is a problem because he has a massive following. He has a huge following, yeah. And apparently he has five Bichon Frees. Oh, no puppies. He's got good puppies. He disappeared. Yeah, and it's a thing that happens in China, and it really irks me when people act like China isn't this way. Like... You, you saw, especially with COVID, there got to be a point where people would act like criticizing China was racist. And it's like China is a brutal government that yeah. oppresses the shit out of their people, out of minority groups within their country. Like, I get that the United States sucks, but that doesn't mean China's cool. Yeah. One of my favorite, like this short little paragraph from one of the articles, since the incident, Lee has not been posting on his normally active social media account. Chinese entertainment insiders said that an intercompany investigation is underway to determine what had happened, who made the cake, and whether its appearance was a mere coincidence or an intentional act. And I love that part of that is who made that cake. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's not going to be the only one to get in trouble for this. If you went to a baker and was like, I want a tank cake, and they'd be like, all right. Yeah. I might not know why. And they'll find out. They'll find out all of that shit. Oh, they'll and find out. People will be in trouble over this. I know someone who it seems like has it in their head that at some point China is going to overtake the United States as like the dominant superpower in the world. And that that'll be fine That because we, we deserve it. And yeah, we deserve it. But China <laughs> taking over wouldn't be fine. Like China is. They're not they're not better. They're not better. And God, they get away with so much. Like the NBA thing bothers me. Like the oh, yeah. D- Daryl Morey tweeted about Hong Kong activists and LeBron James was like, shut up, man. You're messing with our money. And it's like, dude, they are committing genocide over there. Well, it's like when John Cena is like, I'm sorry to the people of Saudi Arabia. 
<laughs> like, it's are like, you? You don't have you don't have to apologize to them. Yeah, yeah, they'll be. Fine. But he sure does. Yeah, I mean, if he w- wants to keep his job, he does have to apologize to the people of Saudi Arabia, and sometimes people have to apologize to China to keep their jobs, which gross because China is pulling shit like this. On they sure are the world stage. We want our lipstick king back. Yeah, free the lipstick king. That's our new. That's our new show. Remember that happened with the Chinese tennis player too. The lipstick Ooh. queen, yeah. Well, no, she came out and said that someone from the government, like, tried to oh. rape her. Oh, yeah. And, and she has, because the IOC is one of the dirtiest institutions on the planet, during the Olympics, she did a video call with the head of the IOC, and he was like, see, she's fine. And it's like, no one trusts you. Yeah. You know what? Let's talk to our friends at the World Cup and see what they have to say. <laughs> exactly. Get Kim Jong-un on the phone. What's he got to say about it? Oh, she's fine. Okay, we believe yeah. you. You know who we need to, to investigate? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, 100%. He will... We need a Columbo-style show with Dennis Rodman <laughs> playing Jack the investigator. Ryan. Jack Rodman. Yeah, J- no, it should be Rodman and Jesse Ventura. Oh, hell yeah. That's the buddy cop movie we need. Yeah, Power and Glory, we'll call it. Just a couple charismatic Trump supporters. <laughs> to a couple of, uh, oh, I don't think, uh, Ventura, was he a Trump supporter? I'm pretty sure Because he he's like a pretty now. intense libertarian, right? That's yeah. That's like his whole thing. Yeah, but. So I'm going to guess he's probably like, absolutely not. I voted for Gary. Nah, I've, I've Maybe, yeah. looked into some Jesse Ventura lately because of the conspiracy pod. Ah, come on, Jess, you're better than that. I was killed by a predator. Now I support one. <laughs> Let's talk about this next story. You know where we like to go? Canada. It's we love it. Me and Jeff's favorite international destination. Whenever we want to fuck off to another country, just get dip our toes in some international waters. There it is. We take a boat to Canada. Yeah, go take a nice swim in the international <laughs> waters of Lake Ontario. <laughs> Here's the thing. Cigarettes in Canada are a big bummer. Because they got pictures of, like, diseased lungs and fucking... So um, cool. Like, emaciated babies, as That's if those metal. don't... That's metal as hell, dude. As if an emaciated baby doesn't just come out smoother anyway. Like, that thing just oh, yeah. slides out, I bet. Yeah, it just feels like a medium dump. Yeah, exactly. It's like taking a little shit. Everyone wants an emaciated baby. Yeah, and but a baby. <laughs> Canada puts pictures of all that on their cigarette packages to try and deter people from smoking. I don't know what show I was at, but it was on the Portugal The Man tour, and we were somewhere that we were close enough to Canada that when I saw a pack of Canadian cigarettes backstage, I was like, all right, I guess this makes sense. But man, they they bummed me out because I was back there trying to smoke American cigarettes, which don't do the same damage. No, as, they're not. They're not as dangerous. Yeah, that's why there's no pictures or war or like there's warnings, but they're not as prominent because no. American cigarettes are way way safer. I think everyone knows that. We've all been there. And Canada, like there was this pack of Canadian cigarettes back there, and they're bumming me out. But now it's going to get worse because these killjoys. Not only are they still putting the warning labels on the actual packs, but now they're going to print a warning on each individual cigarette. So as you're smoking it, you'll look down and it'll say this is going to kill you. You know what they should do? Put fucking jokes like on popsicle sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Laffy Taffy jokes. But like will kill you jokes. Like jokes about how you're going to die of lung cancer at some point. 
Like, what do you and a Chinese blogger have in common? <laughs> and then it reveals you're both going to die soon. Right. Exactly. And that joke yeah, would like, be relevant at any point. Absolutely. At yeah. any point in history, there's a Chinese blogger at risk of being killed by the government for sure. I mean, here's the thing is I Canada's really big on this. But at the same time, like, I don't know. What are you doing? You think they don't know? Yeah. People who are smoking these days. They know. They know They know what kind of risk they're facing. I mean, maybe kids don't because they just look cool. But here's the thing. Smoking looks cool as hell. It's so sexy. It looks cool. And if you've ever worked an office job with people who smoke, like if it's a place where you get a 15-minute break, those smokers get it, man. They go out and use that 15-minute break. People who don't smoke, it's like, when are you just going to go sit at a different table for 15 minutes? That's not a break. This is I, when, I, when I worked at a trucking terminal, um, they frequent smoke breaks, if you can believe it. No. Um, but I would go into, because there was a gym there, because it, it, it had, like, dorms for, for, like, drivers when they would come in and out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would use the, I would, like, when people would go on their smoke breaks, I would go in the weight room. And get a little bit of a pump on. And I got I was talking to to it. And I, and I said, would you rather me go outside and kill myself with a cigarette? Yeah, I'm exactly. in and out before the cigarettes are done. Like removing that opportunity because of somebody else's problem. I f- And like I literally just like bargained my bosses into being like, ah, go ahead. Use the gym. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, like cigarettes. I mean, I I smoked for a long, long time. And I just recently quit nicotine altogether and congrats by the way thank you it was hard like yeah quit like smoking quitting that really was pretty easy once i embraced vaping like vaping the uk gets it right in that regard in that the uk really embraces vaping as a means of quitting actual cigarettes bruv bruv mate like (laughs) smoke this this grape this grape flavored water mist mate well, here's the thing. It does. It tastes great. Like, like, and it tastes great. Eventually, you can't like you can still smoke regular cigarettes, but you're not going to want to. Not after especially because of what they call them. Well, yikes! Yeah. You don't want to be a bigot. Well, but I mean, just in general, not just in the UK, but with vaping, like eventually you're going to come to embrace the option that tastes like a piece of grape hubba bubba over. Smoking the like thing a, that tastes like dirt. Like, yeah. And it, uh, as a side note, too, if you want to get a really good buzz on, you start vaping and then you light the end of that vape on fire. Yeah. Suck that in. Right. You will get a buzz on. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. I was able to quit cigarettes with vaping. And here's the thing. Cigarettes are way more dangerous. Like vape cartridges, vape juice does not have the same additives that tobacco has. It's much safer. The other additives are grape. It's still not good for you. I do actually believe the commercials that say like jewel pods and things can lead to depression because the amount of nicotine you're taking in coupled with the fact that you don't have to go outside to do it. Like you can do it in the room with someone else and they're not going to be all that bothered by it if at all like you're just taking in so much more nicotine so in the long run it's a thing you also want to quit but man otherwise the uk gets it it's the best way to quit smoking i don't know that pictures of diseased lungs are equally good what what about a picture of a vape with huge titties that i i mean then you're just gonna be jerking off so much you don't have time to smoke then you get your own vape with huge titties Right? Exactly. You can live that dream. 
So, yeah, I don't I mean, I, this feels like a, a quirky little thing that Canada does because it got them some attention. And I think the UK does a similar thing. I think their cigarette packages have really big, prominent warnings on them now. But cigarettes still kill 48,000 people a year in Canada. It's closer to 400,000 a year in the United States. Because we're number one, baby. Which, God, that's a lot. Although, actually, now that from what I know about Asian countries, they probably have a much higher smoking death rate. Well, because when we started cracking down on smoking in this country, tobacco companies just moved. That's what we to... did with opium in the in the nineteenth century. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We are. We fought wars to sell opium. We are drug dealers. Yeah, is that what the opium wars were about? Can you believe it? Crazy. To establish the open door policy, mm -hmm. which meant, hey, Asia, we can do whatever we want in you. So good luck, Canada. People are still going to die of cigarettes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, let's talk about the UK a little Bro, more. They do a lot of things better. They do a lot of things better. Uh, I don't know what those things are offhand. Definitely not TV shows. Don't at me. Putting but, beans with stuff. Yeah, I also don't agree. Their food's awful, but they are really good at being shitty to asylum seekers. Credit where credit's due. Like the United States gets a lot of pub for that, but man, the UK is great at it. You're not me, bruv, bruv. UK Home Secretary Preeti Patel is the monster behind the UK's immigration policies. Yeah. And as a reminder, that is an Indian name. Correct. Yeah. In, ca in case you all were, were worried if this was all just terrible white people, mm -mm. the UK has brought in, it's, it's even colonized its racism. Well, if you look into what's happening in India right now, it's not a huge shock that there would be an Indian politician who holds some anti-Muslim views in office, because that's all India is right now. It is the BJP party, <laughs> the BJ party. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah, India. Uh, doesn't mean that, unfortunately. And also they are a Hindu nationalist party that is oh, just like so many other countries, just really cracking down on Muslims. At least there's a right small now. population in India. Yeah, exactly. At least it's not the world's largest democracy or anything like that. Yeah. What's happening in the UK now for some asylum seekers, they haven't said what criteria they'll be using to decide who I goes I feel like we where. could figure this one out real quick. But yeah, I feel like if you just put your mind to it, we can figure it out. They, for some asylum seekers, will be offering them the choice of A, go back to the war-torn country you're fleeing from. Or if you don't want to do that, you can go to Rwanda, um. which there's movies about Rwanda and... <laughs> They involve machetes and a lot of violence. Yeah. How's Rwanda doing? Yeah. Like, are they still? Is it that's the Hutus and the Tutsi? Um, yeah. yeah, massacres is... that we think of. Which, to be fair, that's not like all of Rwanda, but at the same time, it is a famous danger zone. 
Yeah, that like that all happened in, I think it was the 90s. I know it's tempting to be like, well, sounds like Rwanda must have turned things around if the UK is planning to ship asylum seekers there. Here's a quote from Human Rights Watch about this plan. Rwanda's appalling human rights record is well documented. Rwanda has a known track record of extrajudicial killings, suspicious deaths in custody, unlawful or arbitrary detention, torture, and abusive prosecutions, particularly targeting critics and dissidents. In fact, the UK directly raised its concerns about respect for human rights with Rwanda and grants asylum to Rwandans who have fled the country, including four just last year. At a time when the people of the UK have opened their hearts and homes to Ukrainians, the government is choosing to act with cruelty and rip up their obligations to others fleeing war and persecution. You can't spell Ukraine without UK, baby. (laughs) Right? So once they bring up Ukrainians, then the question of, okay, well, who are you sending to Rwanda really becomes an important one. You're going to send Ukrainian refugees to Rwanda? I bet that's not... Well, it's, it's one of those things out. where like Americans are like, let's get some Ukrainian refugees in here. And it's like, you do realize what's been going on with America and refugees for quite some time. Yeah. I don't know if you know about it, but like Ukraine's not even the worst situation in the world. No. You want to take in some refugees. There are some people that, granted, they're not white, so you probably don't want them in your house. But uh, maybe you could look into them if you're going to be offering asylum seekers a place. Yeah, that's the whole issue here is... How are they going to decide who gets sent to Rwanda? It seems like it's going to be a pretty easy thing to determine. (laughs) I I feel Hmm. like it's probably going to go along racial lines. Yeah, there's going to be the the Benjamin Moore paint swath um, (laughs) situation here. Good for you, UK. Why is Rwanda their dumping ground, too? Because Rwanda agreed to it. They're just like, we'll take them, man. We need people because people are leaving. Yeah, they they made a deal with the government of Rwanda. And that quote from Human Rights Watch is pretty insane. Like, they make a great point that, well, last year we gave four people asylum after they fled Rwanda. Like, it's bad enough that people who seek asylum from there get it from us. But also, we want to send asylum seekers to Rwanda. It's nuts. Just don't just don't send those four people back and you're good. Yeah, things are nuts in the UK with asylum seekers, with immigrants. There's a whole scandal regarding this group called the Windrush Generation, which is a group of people who came to England to help rebuild things after World War Two. And they were told, like, you're citizens. Don't worry about it. Like, you don't need documents. You don't need any of that. You're just citizens. We have an agreement. You came here and helped. Of course, we're going to make you citizens. And people lived under that assumption for decades and decades and decades. And then once England started turning anti-immigrant, a bunch of those people started getting deported because they don't have documents that show they are actual UK citizens. Oh, so they were lying. It's almost, yeah, almost as if they were lied to. Since when? Very weird. Very weird turn of events. All right, let's talk about... Let's go down under. Let's talk about Australia. Home of Troy Nababan. Home of Troy... Listener Troy Nababan. Also... Great, Great musician. Great musician, terrible taste in music, big Incubus fan, which is weird. Very uh, funny. Uh, yeah, very. Yeah, it's hilarious. Here's the thing. I'm an ignorant rube 
who, again, I've never been anywhere but Canada. So this next story is a thing that could probably happen to me. Jack Dunn, he's an Australian tourist, was cavity searched and sent to prison for 30 hours and then deported on account of a little-known U.S. entry requirement. Not exactly a good eye, mate. What do you mean? Because he didn't have a good day. Yeah, well, obviously. 30 hours is about a day. But I don't get what the... And they say, good eye, mate. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, uh, I oh, get it now. Hey, hey, that's not a knife. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Foster. Foster. Australian for beer. Australian for beer. It's the best beer at Outback. I'll tell you that much. So Dunn had applied for a visa waiver for his trip back in May, and he planned to travel to the U.S. and then to Mexico. And apparently there is a rule that if you're coming to the United States and then traveling to a bordering country, you either have to prove you already have a flight back or you have to show that you have a flight to a non-bordering country planned after that. They call that the uh, the boomerang law. Do they? It wouldn't no. surprise no, me. No, I, I don't know they what that is. Do, but... And I think it's a U.S. law. I don't think it's a Australian law because this all happened when he got to the United States. He lands and he knew about the thing where he had to explain that he was going to exit the United States during his trip. But he didn't know about the part where he had to have travel to another country or travel back booked already. Yeah, because that's weird. It is very weird. It's a thing I wouldn't have known anything about. But also, why don't you have your travel back planned ahead of time like how long are you planning to stay that you don't know they have what six weeks of vacation yeah it's true so like still, i don't know well, man that, they, gives you, that gives you a window to work with you it can sure still does. be like all right i'll leave i'll leave in four weeks but yeah. either way he didn't have that so instead of enjoying his trip which was going to involve checking out the nba playoffs which i know jeff can't relate to because jeff doesn't even like sports. why would you even say that because let me tell you you don't even like sports it, as of recording right now we are in a two and two heat mm. i did miss friday night's game because of mint on card and not happy about that because that's why we lost because i didn't get to see it it was a very good game very good game yeah so he was going to go to the nba playoffs then he was going to backpack across Mexico and South America, and then, I don't know, walk back home to Australia? Who knows? It's going to go on walkabout. Right? But he ends up getting detained while he's locked up before they take him to actual prison. An airport employee offered to let this guy use his phone so he could book another flight somewhere out of Mexico, which would have been enough. Then he would have been free to go. Yeah. But he didn't have enough money in his checking account to pay for the ticket. He was going to fly to Guatemala. And then he didn't have a SIM card for his phone, so he couldn't log into his savings account and transfer money to his checking account. As shitty as what happened to this guy is, it also sounds like he's a terrible traveler. Yeah, this, you had to have a SIM card, dude. Come on. Yeah, like you have to know at least that much about traveling that your phone's not going to work when you land. And you're going to want a working phone if you're backpacking across Mexico, I would argue. But what do I know? Yeah, it's fucking like this is a, a combination like, yeah, it's a little known rule, but also like you should know the rules of the places you're going and especially the yeah. fucking SIM card, dude. 
And from there, because he wasn't able to book his flight, he had to go to, he, he says, actual prison. They, he says he was put in a cell with a guy who had smeared feces and blood on the wall. I mean, that's pretty cool. He was made to sleep on a concrete floor with a paper bag for a pillow. Where was this? Mexico? The United States. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, they don't name the prison, which I find What was it? L- LAX jail? LAX does, I believe, have a jail. Yes, I know. But it could. I don't know if they have a prison. <laughs> That'd be yeah. crazy. You get 25 I mean, years at LAX. Some t- I'm going to be honest. Something tells me that this guy, it sucks that this happened. He seems like kind of a dumbass. He seems like a dumbass and that he might be exaggerating some of these claims. Yeah. Oh, they bait me with the whizwagger. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't that going to prison thing. That seems like a stretch, especially it was 30 hours. It seems like a lot of work to yeah. put Dude. someone in prison for 30. You could just put them in L.A. County for 30 hours. hours. I don't yeah. know, man. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Greg My- Agri. Well, uh, um, uh, no, oh, that's the next guy. I was going to say, Jake, Jake Dunn, you probably listen to the show. That's Why don't you give us a call on the old bizwicker? I like how you turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger there for a second. I had to switch it out a little bit. Show. Show. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So. Give, give us a ring. Tell us what happened. You good? You got no, man, I just, what? I know I whenever I there's an Australia story, I know what I'm in for. Yeah. So just fucking buckle up, bro. I know. I'm just. I, I'm just asking. I'm not done yet. Yes, uh, once you are. I put it out there, it's gonna come big, like a boomerang. Oh, I don't get it. All right, let's talk about this last story. We gotta try and get this guy on the pod. A prison escapee appeared on a podcast recently to complain about being in prison. Hell yeah, dude! This guy's name is Gregor Gray. He has served 17 years in prison. On a robbery charge in the what UK. What did he rob? Fort- Here's the thing. British yeah. Fort Knox? When I heard UK, 17 years for robbery, I was like, that seems like a long time. Don't people get like 21 years for murdering motherfuckers in Europe? Like, th- that seems like yeah, a, that seems a harsh like sentence. A, to be fair, he's brown. He's a he's a right. he's a, a, a brown gentleman. So you know and, the UK, and so he decided to escape. And while he was on the run, he made a stop by a podcast called The Chop Shop. And holy shit, what a get. I would bump any L.A. comedian from this podcast if a fugitive on the run from justice popped in and wanted to appear instead. Anyone. Hannibal Burris, get out of here. Do you think he's a fan of the Chop Shop podcast? Hannibal Burris or this guy? (laughs) Gregor Gray. Probably. It's his favorite. Or I like to think he was just like out running, desperate, fleeing, and he sees a podcast studio Mm -hmm. And he goes, Brof, bro, that's an idea in it. Give me in here, in it. Yeah. So they have um, their YouTube account has um, six point seven thousand subscribers. So they're not. They so they're nothing. Fine. You yeah, know, they're doing okay. Yeah, they're good for them. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, so he must be. He knew, he knew to show up to their podcast. Like there had to be some kind of prompting. This is actually kind of a complicated story because his initial sentence was four years, which. Seems more in line with what I know about prison sentences yeah. overseas. But he has remained in prison due to being subject to an imprisonment for public protection sentence, which that means you've served your time, but the powers that be still see you as such a threat to public safety that you have to stay in jail anyway. Which, as, as By the way, as of our recording, the full interview of this podcast is up. It got put up two hours ago. 
like the full interview that you can watch. Oh, very nice. We'll link yeah. to it. God, that's such a – and, like, he did this in person. It wasn't, like, a Zoom call. Yeah, he did it in person. In that thing where he's still locked up under an imprisonment for public protection sentence, like, that sounds damning. Like, it sounds like, okay, well, what else did he do that's got him locked up? But also that policy was scrapped in 2012, and a Supreme Court justice around that time described it as, quote, the single greatest stain on the criminal justice system. It's like the 13th Amendment kind of a thing. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. I didn't super duper deep dive into the public protection thing. I mean, the 13th Amendment, that's different. That's like, that's how we kept slavery. Well, yeah, legal. I know. But like to do that in a way to keep people in prison that you want yeah. to keep in prison and say, here's the reason why, but it's not actually the real reason. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this story plays out. I have a feeling this is not going to result in him getting a lesser prison sentence. Escaping? Probably well, not. We'll see. I mean, maybe the maybe the the attention around it, the press attention, will do the trick. But yeah, the probably not. No, not after escaping. That's a, that's yeah. a whole new thing. Yeah, it's like the Shawshank Pod. Free like, Gregor Gray. That's what I say. He freed himself, dude. Yeah, yeah. Keep Gregor Gray free. Yeah, remain. Free, comma, Gregor Gray. At least until we find out he committed like some heinous. Yeah, yeah, he shanked three guards in prison. (laughs) Although that that was probably a favor, too. Yeah. Guards? The thin gray line. The (laughs) fuck out of here. That's going to be so embarrassing. (laughs) So I know a guy that had that. He posted the gray line thing, and I was like, Are you embarrassed for this? Shut up. Does everybody have to have a, a thin blank line? Yeah. What's the podcaster's color? Uh, uh, it's a chartreuse. <laughs> the, well, wouldn't that be firefighters though? No, no they're, they're red. red line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll take chartreuse. I'll take a nice chartreuse. What's People... green? Is that park rangers? Well, chartreuse is green for one thing. Well, yeah, but it's a it's more of like a like a lighter. It's like a. I mean, like a like a nice lime green, like a crayon green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, get your thin chartreuse line flags available in the unpopped store now. That's that is we. Do we have to make that mm. or would that just get people in trouble for wearing them and people would be like, what the fuck is that even for? I mean, we could make them, but like all the money would have to go to Black Lives Matter or something like that. Like, yeah. Or like defund the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that. But also that sounds like a lot of work uh, when we could just, you know, wrap this podcast up. We could I feel do that. Like we've, yeah. We've gotten to the end. Hey, Jeff. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Probably not, right? I don't do anything, but okay, yeah, I guess I, if you wanted to, if you wanted to check out Jeff has cool friends, which is my, but there's an episode with you on it. Oh, I'll listen to that one. Yeah, you can that go to uh, you can you can check out Jeff has cool friends wherever you find your pods. But if you want it early and uncensored with bonus content, you can feel free to check out uh, patreon.com slash Jeff May where you can get that my monthly so show Ugg fine with Kim crawl along with more coming. Uh, you can check that out. Please give me the money. I need it. Um, you can also check out Gamefully Unemployed's Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network, as well as You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast about how you, the listener, do not even like sports. And that is with Adam on the Unpops Network. So you should check those out. Jeff also, Mint on Card is back. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Uh, I sure do. Uh, you can check out Mint on Card at Blast from the Past, the second Friday of every month. Uh, Blast from the Past is on Magnolia, Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California. Um, I am... Doing a live podcast in New York City. 
New York City. At the end of August, this is still kind of tentative, but I believe your lineup is going to be me and Alex Schmidt and Sliceberg Slim and comedian Khalees Hawkins. Oh, is and it a live on Pops? Yeah, we're going to do a live. I don't want to do it. Unpops pod way out in New York. Don't even ask me to do it because I don't want to do it. So I'm telling you that I I mean, if you want to fly out to New York and do it, you're certainly welcome. So be on the lookout for for uh, details about that. Tickets aren't. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that should be a thing. And there will be other stuff to plug soon. But until then, let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Gregor Gray rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Just escaped. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm